In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International on TojiNet, PowerX, Ghost Channel and Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained and the unbelievable, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, as usual, the noisy Ghost Finder General himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Do you say nosy or noisy? Noisy. Every time you're on the line, we can hear the... That's very strange. Well, it's a long way, you know. No, nothing, nothing to do with that. Just stop being fidgety and, and do your job. You'll be okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was moving a chair so I could get myself very comfortable. Oh, well, uh, yeah, How well. are you? Good. And I thought you survived Halloween. I survived Halloween only just. Um, but did you? Did you have a good time? At the, we were at the Colonial Inn, weren't you? Uh, no, that was the last uh, one of the broadcasts. We actually took Halloween off. No! Absolutely. You can't do that. I did. Maureen and myself decided uh, after uh, the whole uh, radio tour and all that stuff and the book tour and events and everything else, we said uh, we had something planned, but uh, it kind of fell through, not on our end, but on their end. So uh, we did not reschedule anything else. We decided, uh, what the hell. And uh, Maureen put her broomstick up for the night. Yeah, <laughs> I know we should like to put it, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, you see. I had a very, very, oh, God, Ron, I, chaps, I'm so, I'm so tired. Um, I, I did, uh, uh, God, I did Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, and last night, uh, continuous ghost tours. We did six different events on Saturday afternoon and Saturday night, oh, um, doing ghost tours around, around the most haunted city in Great Britain. And I've got something Manchester. to tell you now. Is that Manchester? Oh. Sorry? Manchester. Derby. Oh, 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 okay. Derby, the most haunted city in Great Britain. But listen, you do know something, don't you, that, that Great Britain is reputedly the most haunted country in the world. Yeah, whatever. I think, I think everyone would agree, would agree with that, wouldn't they? Oh. Pardon? No. What? I don't believe we it. Are. I we are. We are the mother country. How, how, do you, how do you rate it? By what? By the number of ghosts we've got compared to number you. Number of ghosts, what, per capita? Per, uh, you know. Per everything. Per country. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Per UK. Oh, come on. Of course we are. Everybody's in all the books. Great Britain is the most haunted city in, in the world. 
Uh, and that means, Ronald, that means that if Derby is the most haunted city in Great Britain, uh, then Derby must be the most haunted city in the world. <laughs> Whatever. And you heard it first anyway, on Ghost Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. One of the things you did do was you had this uh, greatest medium or best medium of uh, Derby. The Midlands. No, the Midlands. The Midlands. Midlands. What you should do. It's all the you same, should, you know what you I mean? You should know about your mother country. You should know everything. The Midlands, right in the center of the country. Uh, do you love Midlands? Wait a minute. My mother country is Poland, so get over it. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm, talk- I'm addressing the rest of the United States, not oh, okay, you. Okay, okay. Okay. So, uh, there you go. So, yeah, the Midlands, that's, that's oh, I don't know how many counties, all around Birmingham, Nottinghamshire, Leicestershire, Lincolnshire, Derbyshire, all of those counties, and we, we staged um, a thing called the Best. Midlands Best Medium Competition. Uh, we had ten finalists, uh-huh. but only nine turned up. Really? Obviously, the one that didn't turn up was such a good medium that she knew she was going to win. Yeah. But anyways, we are very lucky because we have the winner of this whole shebang on the show today. I know we do. That's fantastic. Yeah. Would you like to introduce a young man? I would indeed. Her name is Heather Dawn Moon, and she is from Leicestershire, and um, she is the Midlands' best medium, and we've Woo-hoo. proved it. Oh, thank you, Richard. It's my <laughs> pleasure. How are you, Heather? All right. Recovering. Good. Good. Oh, I was just about to ask you if you've, uh, if you've recovered yet and whether you've come down to earth yet. Very down to earth. <laughs> I well, can't stay up there all the time, can you? <laughs> No, you can't. That's absolutely true. Have you? Is your trophy in pride of place somewhere? Oh, or you definitely. Put it away in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ron. Everybody she even got a trophy. <laughs> yeah, she even got a trophy. She got a cup with Midlands Best Medium 2009 on it. Really? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, really? That's well, good. But the the yeah. weirdest thing about that, Richard, was that the night yeah. before somebody picked a tarot card out, and it was the Queen of Cups. And then I got the yeah. cup, and I didn't even know the cup was there. <laughs> so that Whoa. was a bit strange. There you are, you see. Yeah. Now, it was yeah. a, I hope you enjoyed it, did you? Of course you enjoyed Thoroughly. it. You it. <laughs> it's, it's good it that you put people to the test. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, we did. We really did put yeah. people to the test. There's no doubt about that. And everyone tells me, because I obviously wasn't in the room, you know, with all of you beforehand, but apparently nerves were quite, um, you know, people were... Biting their nails and, and, and you know, it, apparently the atmosphere was quite tense, was it? Very tense, yeah. Um, you know, a few fell on the floor and said, I'm not going in. <laughs> really? But they got used to it, yeah, they got used to it. Everybody oh, was anyways. a bit tense. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. It, it was, uh, it was a, it, I think, extremely good competition. Um, quite, a, you know, we, we were hard taskmasters, I, th- I, I think. don't know what you think I about think that. I think you but... were. Yeah, it almost appeared that, that one of you had to be the farming cowl of the event <laughs> each time well, somebody went on. <laughs> that's true. Well, yes, but that was, I mean, obviously, the, the, Ron, the big one is that we'd got, uh, we'd got um, Ian Lawman, who, of course, we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Ian Lawman, of course, was a medium and, and also exorcist. Um, we had uh, Dr. Matthew Smith, who we also had on the show uh, a few weeks ago, who is, was, was uh, um, as you probably realize, a total skeptic, uh, parapsychologist from Hope University in, in Liverpool in, in the UK, 
<clears throat> and me, who, you know, um, well, I don't know what I am. I'm, I'm the guy that's firmly <laughs> sitting on the fence. I'm firmly sitting on the fence. Um, I believe there's something in it. I believe in ghosts. Someone said to me a few weeks ago, do you believe in mediums? And I said, well, look, guys, I, I believe in ghosts. So I have to believe in mediums. Why? Why is that, Richard? Well, because, because mediums are talking to dead people. They're talking to ghosts, aren't they? Well, so well it's say. a two, two-way system, isn't it? Got well, a two-way system. Say, You're absolutely right. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You could, you could have ghosts without mediums. Ah, oh, but who would they talk to? There'd be no point in ghosts without mediums, would there? <laughs> well, yeah, what about I, that I, 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 think, <laughs> I think there have been ghosts all around for years and years before we mediums came to the forefront. I believe they were always there. They just now, hang on. What? Hang on, Mr. Religious Man. What about the What about the Witch of Hender? What about it? What about it? Well, she was she was a uh, she was a medium. Yeah, she, she she told Saul King Saul, wasn't it, about a. Oh, gosh, she was a medium. Yeah, and then they killed her, but, but that's besides the point. Um, well, hey, listen, whoa, they killed <laughs> lots and lots of mediums. You, you killed quite a few of them in, in Salem, and we killed an awful lot more in, in, uh, in England, and they killed thousands of them in France and Germany, uh, and they called them witches, amongst other things. <laughs> so beware, Heather, beware. Ron's oh, I'm, a ve I'm very aware. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. How, how did you end up winning this thing, anyways? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, something spectacular in order to win. She should. Thing. She should have known before she came on that she was going to win it. <laughs> well, what about the other eight? They should have known too. Besides the point. I mean, I think all of them. All of them. I can remember them all saying, "Does anybody know the winner?" And we all looked at each other, and we all went very quiet, and we said. <laughs> That all of us agreed that if we had been told, none of us would have bothered to try as hard as we did because we'd have just thought, oh, well, you know. But um, we did try hard, and of course, if we knew who the winner was, then a lot of people wouldn't have bothered, <laughs> would they? And then we no, wouldn't have bothered. That's why that one lady didn't turn up, you see. She, she was yeah. probably the best medium of the lot because she knew. But, uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, tell me, no, no, no. <laughs> tell me something. Tell me this. Because, I mean, obviously, we're talking there about the future. You know, if, if oh, you, yeah. in other words, beforehand, you know that, you know, I mean, personally, that, that to me mm -hmm. is not, is not a side of mediumship. I think that's possibly, uh, possibly being a psychic, but uh, in my mm -hmm. opinion, a medium talks to, talks to people that have gone over to the other side, spirit, the spirits, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, do they, do, can they tell you the future? Well, there's a lot of mediums with, that would disagree with the statement that I'm going to give, um, that, you know, a consciousness level is all of consciousness, whether visible or invisible. And when you think that the past, the present, and the future is in one moment in time, but we only see parts of it, it's understandable then that spirits who are on the other side and in a different, um, if you like, level of consciousness can see the future, the past, and the present as it happens. And, of course, the other thing is, um, if, it, if we work to a pattern or habits of a lifetime, we can almost preempt 
the future, can't we? We can say that, you know, if I do the washing up tonight, it's going to be dry in the morning, or, you know what I mean? Very well, simple. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the future. You know, you're saying to yourself that, you know, if I feed the dog tonight, he definitely won't be hungry, you know, in an hour's mm. time. That's telling the future. And, of course, it is all, everything that you do in the past um, brings about a, a pattern that, um, that is almost set in motion. But that's not to say that a lot of it can be changed, you know, um, further along the line that you go, if you understand mm. what I mean. <laughs> yes, I do. I, ra I rather like that. I don't know. What, what about you, Ron? What do you think? Good as anything else. I like it. <laughs> I really. No, I really mean it. I, I actually like it. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, time is uh -huh. man-made. Um, Absolutely, We've created yeah. time, uh, right. basically, to regulate ourselves. And I, I yeah. have said for, for many years, you know, there is only one time, and the time is now. Absolutely. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Come on, then, Hey, what do hey. you mean time is man-made? Isn't time based on the celestial movement of bodies? Not that I think. I think, I think we, we created 365.7-so uh, days to regulate ourselves. No, no, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That happens. Wait a minute. The, the Earth... Orbits the sun 365 days. That is a time. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not man-made. That's that's natural-made. That's universal-made. Who made 365 days? Who who invented that? What we call it is days. Man did. But <laughs> what was that? As a, as a universal watch right. in the universe from the beginning of creation, that would have created time in itself. Um, but, like I say, the invisible is exactly the same as the visible. It's just that we can't see it from where we're standing in a point of time. Are you with me so far? Uh, <laughs> sort of. Yeah? <laughs> so if we're standing on top of a hill, we yes. can see in panoramic views, isn't it? Well, yes. if we're standing at the bottom of the hill, we can't see that. So it's all part and parcel of the pattern. It just depends which point in time you're standing at. Are you with yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> Good, I hope I haven't confused anybody. <laughs> no, no, don't think so. Well, there might, be a, there might be a few million out there that might be slightly confused. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm reasonably okay with it. I don't know about Ron. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. No, I like it. I like it. Um, but I still believe that, that to a certain extent, um, time is, 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 a, is a man-made thing that we've used, we've created to regulate, to re regulate ourselves. Um, yeah. You know, sun, sunset's fine, morning's fine, you know, night time is fine, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know, I, I, I think that this is a man-made... I mean, what, what about this business of the two different calendars, Ron? What about um, the Julian calendar and the Gregorian mm. calendar? You know, uh, that's, we, that's we suddenly not, changed that's not it. Important. The calendar's not important. We're talking about the actual... Um, you know, I mean, what, what are you going to say? It was 5,000 years old, 10,000 years old. It doesn't really matter. That doesn't matter. It's, what matters is the... The, uh, the making of the seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Four yeah. seasons, well, when you daytime, think, nighttime. When, yeah. And when you but, think that everything works in time, the moon works in time with the sun, et cetera, et cetera, then you can see that humans are in time with the universe and all the planets and you know, the stars and everything else that was created. So, you know, we can move with it and go with the flow. 
That's not to say that we can't work with it as well. And yeah. we can go backwards, forwards, and stay in the moment in time, slow yeah. time yeah. down. What about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure whether you're on my side or Ron's side here. <laughs> <laughs> She's just telling it like it is, Richard. Well, that's fair enough. As, she, as she sees it. Since she is uh, Midland's best psychic, I will tend to uh, agree with her. <laughs> well, well, I hope so. <laughs> that's absolutely oh, right. Yeah, you, are, you see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, right. What else? Let me think Richard, about it. Richard, well, um, let me ask, Richard I, I've got to ask you this. I mean, how did she win Midland's? Right. I mean, what really was the defining moment that pushed her above all the rest? Yeah, well, that's that's exactly where I was coming in next because obviously we had the three judges. We had we had it was a damn good competition. We started off with psychometry, uh, and I must be honest with you, I, I personally don't or didn't didn't know a lot about psychometry. I, I know it's it's you know an object that people can hold, can see, uh, and and you can get the energies from someone who who once owned it or who held it. Um, I didn't quite realise that it, you know, it can be the strongest energy of you know the person who had got more energy than someone. So it could have been the person that held it last night, even though it was worn by somebody for for 15 years. Um, it, it all it's all down to energies. Uh, so we started off with that. Uh, one or two, um, yeah, were, were quite quite close to it. it, it the, the amazing thing is, guys, that it was it was a 3,000 year old um, bracelet. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, exactly. Is that the Gregorian calendar? Or <laughs> it was a Bronze Age, Bronze Age, um, 1,000 years BC. Uh, wow. And remember, we've got now 2,000 years AD, so we're talking 3,000 years old, um, yeah. which, which really, just, just to have it, just to, for me to see it, was, was quite, quite something special. Um, and one of our where, team actually where, where bought it, it to me. Where did you Say dig again? it up? Where did you dig it up? It was dug up in Tewkesbury, uh, under, uh, in an area around a place called Tewkesbury Abbey, um, medieval place. Uh, basically, the, the situation of it was that it was uh, a bracelet that would have been given by a betrothed to to their betrothed, if you know what I mean. In other words, you know, arranged marriages sort of thing. Uh, it could have been worn by a male or a female, and it was it was given to them when they were young. And of course, they would yeah. they would grow and not be able to take it off ever, and would die with it on, and it would be buried with them. Oh, wow! And it was dug up underneath Dukesbury Abbey, uh, and quite a few people got it, looked at it, and said, "I can see, I can see a glass case, uh, I can see a museum." Now, you know, at the end of the day, we're talk- looking at an item that was green with age. And, and from obviously being buried in the ground, so yeah, okay, fair enough, you can you can accept that. But some of the things that that Heather came out with, I found, you know, quite. And the other thing I must say, and, and I must compliment all of all of the contestants, all nine yeah. of them, they all had it because you see, I didn't know. I mean, obviously, you've got Claire audience, Claire sentient, uh, people that have different gifts, and I really didn't know whether they would all be able to do psychometry or not. Mm-hmm. And, and I must be honest with you, there's the occasional one that I believe after the con- contest probably couldn't do psychometry, but they all had a go, and I, I compliment them for that because it was it was quite something. But of all the people that, that came up, Heather's comments 
were closer to the re- oh. to reality of what it was than oh, the others. Well. That's why you won it, kid. <laughs> oh, right, was it? <laughs> we oh, weren't yeah, sure. We weren't sure. We felt it was a close call. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'll tell you, the other, I mean, the other thing that I noticed with Heather, when she held it, she didn't look... This really blew my mind, because she, she was actually... She picked it up and got it in her hands and wasn't looking at it. No, I don't and that, know. That, to me, Ron, was... I mean, obviously, I'm not being funny. You know, you know, if you're a fake or anything else, first you're going to look at it and say, "Ooh, wow, this is old. <laughs> oh, it looks like a, it looks like a, a bangle or a bracelet." Um, let me think about it. It's, it's a bit sort of. I don't know if it's female, feminine or not. You know, it's not got any jewels on it. It may. It may. And, and she didn't. She was. She yeah. was. She'd got hold of it, and, and I'm not saying she got her eyes closed, but, but she was not. She didn't look at it. She took it out of the box and held it. And I was too busy looking words, she, at the pictures. Yeah, in my mind. Yeah, she was relying <laughs> on 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 I don't know what on the energies coming from it. Yeah. Uh, in her mind, I presume, without looking at it. And I thought this this is good because I expected everyone to pick it up, look at it first, because that's going to give away, you, you mm. know, what what it might be. But she didn't. Well, that can actually throw you, Richard, when you look at something. Well, it's best not to look, and to just feel, feel your way through. Got you. You see, one, chat, one person, yeah, one person I saw look at it, and actually made a comment and said that they thought it was a piece from a from a pipe of some sort that had, would have had an extra piece. In other words, it was like a, a collar from from yeah, some form, yeah. form of metal pipe. Which I mean, because I mean, you know, it's three thousand years old. It was a little bit um, basic, I think, is the probably yeah. the word to use. Um, but no, no, Heather said, no, we're talking of, of a bracelet. She said, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm actually, you, I think you said you're getting a man. Um, I said I was in, in a war. There was a oh, war she said, this battle, is the beauty of it, you see. She said, I'm getting fighting, I'm getting a battle or something, war. Now, the fascinating thing is that in, I can't remember the date, 1300 and something, the Battle of Tewkesbury took place. It was one of the bloodiest battles uh, fought on English soil. And it ended with absolute slaughter, actually, oh. inside Tewkesbury Abbey. Oh, that and that's where the bangle was found. Yeah. And I'm oh. thinking, you know me, you know me and battles are on. I mean, you know, and I thought, oh, my goodness, this, this, you know, how the hell does she know that? Right. Um, it was good. And then she also said that, you know, she believed that it was um, from a grave, I think. Something, uh, and I'm thinking, yeah, absolutely right. The person was still yeah. wearing it. Which was true. <laughs> it, they would have been buried wearing the damn thing. Um, yeah. She was good. She impressed me a lot. Uh, that was the, just the first bit. We we then went on to give them a sort of you know they, they had an audience. Um, they only had, gosh, uh, five minutes I think um, per person to 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 impress the audience as well because the audience voted. Uh, and I tell you what we did. Remember this, Ron. That that. Um, they, they obviously a lot of them brought friends and family with them, and and all they all they needed to do was to sort of go to a person that they knew, and say right now I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting your grandfather here and his name was James, uh, and he died with you know he died of lung cancer in 1967 because obviously they could, they could have had stooges in, in the audience, which of course is uh, so what we did. We didn't give them the chance to to go to a specific person. We actually had a um, a, a sort of a, a 
a bag of some sort. Uh, when I say a bag, I'm talking about a, a soft, fluffy bag or something. And we threw it into the audience. And the person that caught it, they had to give the reading to that person. <clears throat> they were not allowed. Yeah. And then halfway through, we stopped them and we asked them to throw the bag again. And someone else caught it. And they had to give another reading to that person, which took away the, the chances of them having, well, not almost took away the chances of them having a stooge or of knowing the person that they were talking to in the audience. What wow. do you think of that? Good. Which was, I think was quite, yeah, so there was no chance of, of any faking. They had to, and of course, the other thing that concerned me slightly was, oh, goodness me, what happens if the person that they have, um, you know, that the bag has been caught by doesn't have anyone with them? Doesn't have a spirit. Yeah. Is, is that possible, <laughs> Heather? Is that possible? Everybody has somebody with them. I mean, even, you know, if they're adopted, if they don't know where, what their family tree is, everybody has a route to a family tree. It doesn't matter really? where they are. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's common sense. I mean, you know, if I didn't know my family, um, you know, they didn't know me, I'd still have a route to my tree. So somebody would turn up because they like to follow the family tree. And that was, actually, I work quite well with the family tree and I can tend to trace them back. And a lot of people don't know their own family, especially if they've been adopted or they've lost track of their family and all of this sort of thing. So sometimes it is difficult to prove that. But in this day and age, a lot of people are tracking down the genetics of the family tree, which is making yeah. it easier for mediums now because they can say, look, it's two steps back. I think it's an uncle. It's on your mum's side of the family. Go and look at the family tree on the internet. <laughs> and they'll oh, yeah, find yeah, yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. It's easier for us now. Really? Yeah. So, so in other words, because the, 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 I said that was my worst fear, that we were going to throw the bag, someone pick it up, and the, and, and the medium say, Gosh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to have to throw it again because there's nobody with this person. So I don't think we, it's we that on... people don't have people with that person. I think it might be the medium's energies or it might be an opposite of energy or something might be blocking them. And so they're not picking anything up from that particular person. But it's, yeah. not, necess it, it's not that they're not there because they're always there. There's always somebody around somebody. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we did we did that, Ron, uh, and then we had the intervals, and then we we this was really quite something. We actually we narrowed it down. The audience voted, we didn't. Uh, the the judges didn't. The audience voted, and I have to say that two of the people that got through to the finals, I had picked, uh, but I could actually oh, only <laughs> come up with yeah, but I could only come up with two uh, out of the out of the nine. Um, and then we we did something quite special because we got Dr. Matthew Smith, who you 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 know he's been on the show twice, right. and we actually they those three had to sit opposite Matthew on the stage with the spotlights and give Matthew Smith a reading. Really? And yeah, and he is <laughs> he's a hell of a skeptic. Uh, and ooh, I say it was and of course Matthew, as you probably read, I mean he gives nothing away. He didn't give anything away to you, did he, Heather? Let's be honest. He didn't give was... a thing away, no. Not a thing. No, In no, fact, we, hard... the three... Yeah. I mean, the three mediums that stood outside in the corridor weren't allowed to have any contact with anybody, and all of us just looked at each other and thought, not Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they are you, see. Really? <laughs> and you see, the yeah. other thing is, Ron, the other thing is, Ron, that, that if, they'd have, if they'd have done, like, you know, reading with me, 
uh, reading with, with, with um, Ian Lawman, uh, there is so much about it, both of us on the internet that, that, you know, it wouldn't be hard. But Matthew hasn't, he's got very little in the way of, of his, his life's history, if you know what I mean, on the internet. Uh, and he was a hard one to do, but I'll be honest with you, Matthew was quite impressed, is the word. Uh, okay. With Heather. All right, guys, you're going to have to take hey. a break right now, so I want you to hold on to that thought, and we'll be right back after the following message. You'll listen to Ghost Chronicles International on Toginet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. We'll be right back. Welcome to Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap. And the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion, savvy and earth friendly showing you great taste great style and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing i'm speaking from experience i live on a beautiful farm where i take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent for more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not go to the Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. International with Richard Felix, Ron Kulik, and our very special guest, the winner of the Midland something or other best medium. Um, (laughs) Heather something moon. <laughs> Heather Dawn Moon. Heather Heather, we need to we need to know. Is that your real name? Yes, it is, yeah. Um uh, a lot of really? people called me Dawn, yeah. Everybody called me Dawn. Men you know, for years and years, whenever I did private readings, people used to say, Is that Dawn Moon? I used to say, No, it's Heather Moon, but my middle name is Dawn and in the end I decided to use both because People were yeah. saying, well, I wanted Dawn, not Heather. And I said, my name is Heather Dawn. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Heather Dawn Moon. Because yeah, Ron, Ron said to me, I bet that's not a real name. <laughs> Didn't you, Ron? <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, <laughs> where did the moon come from? Um, my husband's side of the family. Oh, my They're God. They're all the moon. I can't believe that. That's so cool. That's really yeah. something. No, it's, that's good. I mean, that's a pedigree, that is. I, think, I, think, I mean, no, really, because I mean, so many—I hate to say it—so many mediums sort of make up make up names that um, you know, obviously, become give the impression of being a medium. But you've got a real one. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, very authentic. Really <laughs> well, I've noticed that, and the more I talk, to you, um, the more I realise um, that you've actually got something there that that is is real and and genuine. Um, yeah quite amazing anyway Ron to finish the story we, we we sort of that was it the three of them gave the readings um, they were all good Heather stood out but I must be honest with you we had a very very hard job um, actually you know coming up with a winner because we, we actually had we, we were supposed to be ha- have five minutes to just um, you know to say right which one's it going to be and we, <laughs> we, we, we deliberated long and hard and had to actually go uh, to Ed, my son, my eldest son, Ed, 
uh, was comparing the show, and he had to go back and, and stall um, while we continued to deliberate about who was going to win. Uh, it was a close-run thing, but I must be honest with you, Heather came out um, top of the bill, basically, and, and has won it. And um, I'm very right. pleased. Heather, I, I so, actually have a question for you, Heather. Now, mm-hmm. you've been doing this all your life, I assume, right? Yeah. Now, is it possible, okay, um, could the spirits tell you false information? Yes, um, not me, no, because they won't get past me. <laughs> but I have known people who are developing mediumship where, um, you know, get the odd one that um, tends to step in, give them false information or tell them something. They get found out very, very quickly, though. Um, I know, oh, many years ago, of a developing medium who had travelled a long way, and she kept hearing in the car, oh, your mum's had an accident. And that's all that she heard. She didn't see anything or or feel anything. She just um, heard those words. And she dashed all the way back, and, of course, there was nothing wrong with the mother. And she came to the spiritualist church one day, and, and, you know, it was all explained away. But when you're developing mediumship, you have to be very, very discerning and very, very strong. You know, I mean, very often, if you feel you know everything and it's all very intuitive and you think, yeah, that's definitely going to happen, you still have to bring in that discerning thing and never count your chickens before they hatch. (laughs) So you do have to, you know, make sure that you're on the right frequency, which is a high one, and you know who you're talking to, and you know that not playing tricks on you. But that usually happens if you're developing or you're not sure of yourself, really. I think you've got to be very sure of yourself if you're going to be a good medium. Why I, would... I, I just, uh, wait a minute. I don't, I, I don't, know, I don't uh, doubt that. But uh, there are, say, for instance, uh, there's no spirits that are that, that are strong spirits that uh, deceivers and actually give you false information. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, I mean, if you think about it um, logically and go into a haunted place and perhaps um, you've got a, a spirit there that isn't, um, is grounded or for some reason or other is traumatized or playing mischievously or whatever, uh, for whatever reason they're there, they'll come up with all sorts of um, mischievous sayings and doings to try and frighten the hell out of people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Richard has come across that himself. And you know that they're, you know, they're doing their best to deceive you. Um, fortunately, if you're going into that situation, you should be aware of that anyway. Um, but, um, no, I think if you, the higher vibration that you have, um, the easier it is for a medium to discern between what's right, what's wrong, what they're feeling, what they're not feeling, and their own feelings as well. I mean, there's a lot in it, really. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you do get the odd one or two. But you know, so, you know yourself. Are we talking of, of exactly the same in life as we are in death, that there are Absolutely, people out there really. that are mischievous, that are liars, uh, that make things up for absolutely no reason at all. So, you know, in other words, if you are a, if you are that sort of person in life, when you go over, when you pass over, do you retain, because I'm told that you, re, obviously you retain, your consciousness obviously goes somewhere, but I'm told that your ego, which is you, your personality, also goes, goes with you, if you like, so you retain yeah. those traits that you had as a living person. Yeah. In other I mean, words, you're a liar in life, 
or a mischievous you, well, person. You can, you can, everybody has the, you know, is able to develop their soul and their journey throughout life and death, um, which is life. I mean, you can develop. I mean, if you think of um, perhaps somebody who is a, a criminal in life, um, yeah. a living soul, I'm talking about, criminal, yes. and they become an yeah. ex-offender, you know, and they, never, and they never decide to go shoplifting again. You can change, but there are those that um, are very of low energy that can stay grounded and around the earth plane, and they particularly latch on to people who are very similar to themselves, you know, and because oh, it right. a problem. You know, it, it attracts, energy attracts energy. And, yeah. you know, if you're working on a high frequency, you're not likely to get many problems. You can be aware of them, not for yourself. Yes. You know, if you're going into a haunted place, etc., like a disturbance of a house, but you mm. don't have to get drawn into it. Um, right. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, so, it's a little bit, just a bit of everything, really. Yeah, so tell me this, because this is interesting. So we talk, I mean, it's something I obviously believe in. I'm sure Ron feels, you know, we're talking of dimensions, frequencies, that sort of stuff. Uh, and yeah. you're talking, obviously, about working it on a high frequency. Uh, I mean, is it, is it as simple as going up and down the band width on a radio, of like going from 88.5 to 101.5? You know, what one you'd get radio to, the other you'd get classic FM. Uh, is, is that what we're like? Very similar. I mean, I mean, every, a lot of mediums say oh, it's like switching on a radio and tuning into a particular wavelength. And that's the easy way, the simple way of explaining it to somebody who has no concept of it. But if you go a little deeper or even very deeply, you'll find that, you know, a person's consciousness level does change throughout their lifetime and you become a lot wiser when you're older, hopefully, you know, yes, if things yes. go well. And, and, you know, you, by that, by that process of development and understanding and spiritual development, um, you are raising your frequency. I mean, if you hated somebody in your 20s and decided to punch them on the nose, you're not likely to do it when you're older because you've mellowed, <laughs> if you like. You know, if you don't like somebody, you're not likely to do that. You'll perhaps be more forgiving or more compassionate towards their, their problems or whatever. That's hiring a frequency. Um, and a consciousness level, if you like. That's the, that's the simple way of explaining a very deep concept, if you like. Uh, uh, <laughs> you... If anybody wants to, uh, by the way, ask Heather a question, or, or Richard or myself, they can call in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, if you uh, have a comment or whatever. Or you can join us live in the TogiNet chat room or the Pararex chat room. Sorry about that. That's quite all right. We have to get the adverts in. It'd be lovely to actually talk to someone if they could, if they would contact us. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated about this frequency business, Heather. Ha tell me this then. I mean, I know how to pick a radio up and tune it in. <laughs> you know, I, I don't yeah. have a problem with that. How do you, because you don't have any switches or, or, <laughs> or, or, well, or do. how do you tune in? Um, well, so obviously, if you've been doing it as many years, uh, it sounds a bit egotistical, this no, 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 but if no, you've been doing it, doing it since you were sort of two, um, yeah. you know, you become more and more aware and you know how to switch, switch on and switch off and switch into a frequency and switch off. I mean, for instance, if you said to me, go and pick something up, and I mean pick something in the atmosphere up about, um, I don't know, New Hampshire or something or... or Colville or, you know, wherever, just pick a place, yeah. I can tune in to that and, and just see what's going on around. So it's, it's like 
damning, if you like. Um, gosh. On the other hand, sorry. Gosh. So it's like gosh. Scan, scanning gosh. and spying. Yeah. 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 So you and could. Then if you, uh, so, sorry, I'm sorry. You carry on. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. So you, you can. can tune in. You could tune in to to uh, New Hampshire in America. I, I could tune into wherever you wanted me to go, including in the universe. It's, it's, it's training and knowing how to focus your mind, getting a grip on it. I mean, I've, I suffer from, well, they say it's suffering ADHD or hyperactivity. Well, your oh, mind yes. works very, very quickly. Um, yeah. Having to hone that craft and focus in and keep that attention would have been very difficult for me. Um, so, um, you know, my guides came in and decided that they were going to work on the craft and train me up, if you like. And that's where the training came in. And I couldn't believe some of the stuff I was doing, like remote viewing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know I, was, I could do that until it actually happened one day by sheer accident. <laughs> and, um, you know, you just learn to focus. And, and then once you've done it, whether by accident or not, in retrospect your wisdom comes forward and you say, well, actually, this is how I did it. I could perhaps do that again. And that's where your training comes in then. And so you, you can move frequencies and um, anywhere, any, to any place, really. Golly. Oh, so, you, Rom. If you're good. Rom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. well, if you are, you are. Rom, you remember a few weeks ago when we were doing the, the show from... Um, uh, I was in the the, ja- the house, the Jacobean house, the, the most haunted building in, in in the centre of Derby. And the lady in America actually said, oh, on air, she emailed you, I think, and yes. said that she said there was a guy, a Cromwellian soldier, standing behind me, mm-hmm. and I c- could not get my head round the fact that a lady in America, I, I think it was a lady, I'm not sure, could could could. Could tell me that that, that how, far, how far is it from New England to to Great Britain? Three thousand, yeah. five thousand miles. How do they do it? But, but there's no distance between in consciousness levels. Say there is no distance because everything works on a vibration, and so there is yes. no distance between anything. Just a matter of honing it in. Uh, is all. that done by a voice? I suppose it's like a, a satellite dish, isn't it, or a laser gun? You can just sort of hone in on a particular area. <laughs> yeah. So, in other words, you she know? was listening to the vibrations of my voice in that building yeah. in Derby, England. Yeah. She was in in somewhere in, I presume, New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's this is this is good. This is like this is good. Is that I'm glad how, I picked that you, like... Richard. Let, yeah. You, you remember your visit over here last August, right? Of course. I, Ronald, I will never forget it. Okay. Uh, we went to Gettysburg. Well, Laura and I drove together. Uh, she's never drove with me since. But anyways, we drove together. And while we were down there, we did an experiment on the way. And we took a recorder, and we projected ourselves to where we were going to stay and what we would find there. And it's amazing how accurate we were. Yeah. You're joking. I didn't no. know that. No, not at all. I mean, we, we saw a well uh, at a certain position by the house. We saw certain things about the house, uh, certain spirits that were in the house, and uh, they were pretty much uh, what we found out there. I mean, you well, can, know. you know, it, it's just taking a journey in your mind, and if you think we only use 10% of our minds, um, we're not yeah. using a great deal. Well, so. blinds only use 2%. 
Oh. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Who do? What? Oh, you rotten devil. <laughs> I'm glad my wife's out of the room. <laughs> no, that's so, a wicked. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a very wicked man, actually, yeah. Yeah, you may meet him one day, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I just I just trans-channel a lot, that's all. It's not really me talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Well. So, uh... Uh, we definitely want to congratulate you on on being able to do that. But we want to know a little bit of, uh, you know, now that you've won, I mean, who are you exactly? What, what is your history? I mean, uh, I briefly touched upon it before. You, you've, you've had this gift all your life. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you, if you have a, a website, uh, how people can contact you, and all that cool stuff. Oh, right. That's great. Um well, I suppose I did all a lot of things. I, I've done mind, body, spirit, craft fairs. Um, I worked, you know, you have to take one step at a time. And I worked in clubs and pubs and community centres and churches, um, independent spiritualist venues. And then, of course, it moved up to places like Tutbury Castle and Guildhall in Leicester, which is, you know, two of the most haunted places, aren't they, Richard? You're absolutely um, right. Both done yeah. on most haunted. And Leicester's very, very haunted, and it started with doing a lot of haunted walks and things like that, um, disturbances and clearances, and teaching, and, and just getting people to use their, their mind, really, in a way that they can start to just, instead of being all over the place, just to bring it into focus. So, yes, we've, I've done all of that, really. Of course, you never know everything, you know, so there's always room to learn, always room to teach, and... You know, nobody knows everything. Um, so I'd never be as egotistical as to say I know everything about mediumship. But, yeah, I've pretty much covered quite a good spectrum, really. And, and you um, say you yeah. started at the age of two? Well, I was talking to um, talking to spirit guides when I was um, at least two. Um, my sister did as well, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> so we used to play games and, and things like that, and we'd talk to spirit, and one of the ladies would be Mary. Um, and um, and then it sort of went away about the age of 13. But the question and the quest for, you know, um, God and who was this Jesus and, and what do we do and what are we here for um, started around the age of 13. And, and that started me off really looking and searching for something that I felt at home with. And, um, yeah, and, and it led me. Um, because it led me towards people who were very much like myself. And, of course... Um, people get together and they attract each other, of course, you know, because yeah. we're all energy. And yeah. I attracted well, a lot of people <laughs> who worked did, with the did dead. Your sister, uh, <laughs> did your sister, has your sister carried on with it as well? No, no. Um, she went to, actually, I've got two sisters and one of them went to the spiritualist church with me once when in her 20s and said she'd never go again because she thought she was drowning and a spirit had come in and he'd been a failure and lost his life. And she says, I'm never going again. And I said, okay. So she never wow. did. But the other sister went into healing and hospital work and stuff like that and became a... Really? Um, yeah, she went into that area of life. Oh, I see. And so, what about mum and dad? Oh, no. What? No, they didn't do any of this. It was more on Nothing. my mum's side and nan's side than, than my mum and dad themselves. Yeah, they so didn't grandma. do anything like this. Yeah, my grandmother, yeah, and my great-grandmother. So really? it sort of went back, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah. nobody so discussed it, and I didn't know. No. It was mm-hmm. on both sides of the family, but I never knew because my mother and dad, you know, they never told me. And then I did the family tree, and little yeah. stories came out about what they used to do, and I thought, hey, oh, <laughs> ah, I'm not much different. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Have you got a website or an email address? I haven't got a website. I will be getting one up, though, um, but my email is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you want my email uh, number? It's all right. Email for address. to give that out, is it, Ron? Uh, it's up to her. Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. Every, yeah, no, not yeah. at all. Um, it's heatherdawnmoon at hotmail.com. That's an easy one, heatherdawnmoon Very easy. Hotmail, <laughs> hotmail.com. That's fantastic. Yeah. But I say, we need to get, you need, I think you need to get a, a website up uh, in, in the near future. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, we're talking of a, of a big area that, you know, you've won a competition that covers a big area yeah. of the UK. Um, what we're going to do now, of course, is continue uh, because we, we, we realize the potential uh, of, of taking this a, sta- a few stages farther. Um, mm. So we're quite excited about the whole thing. Uh, Heather is coming. I, I'm sure this is right. You, you are uh, available at Tutbury Castle, are you not? Uh, not at Tutbury, at Dudley Sorry? Castle. At Dudley oh, Dudley. Castle. Could, is that in yeah. Birmingham? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got a big. Yeah, that'd be we, great. we do this thing wrong. We do this thing called the huge ghost hunt, uh, minute, where we get you know hundreds of people hunt. to turn up. Sorry, I missed that. The huge ghost hunt. The huge ghost hunt. That's right. And we take over. We hire a castle uh, or a stately home for the night. And we run ghost walks round the castle during the night, starting at half past seven, uh, eight o'clock, half past eight, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, uh, where people go on ghost walks round the place. We have paranormal investigators there that people can can take part in the in paranormal investigations. We have a psychic fair uh, as well, uh, and um, we also do sort of talks and that sort of stuff on 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 ghosts and, and, and Heather. Is is uh, coming? It's going to be her debut because uh, she's she's going to come with us uh, to t- t- to the Dudley Castle in the West Midlands, of course, um, and uh, take part in the event with us. So it's quite That'd be brilliant. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Be good. So, so we're looking from, forward to that very much. Someone from the chat room just said that they are going to Dudley Castle with you on the fourteenth. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, Dudley Castle, 14th of November, and they can meet uh, Heather there as well, because she's going to be doing, well, I'm not sure what she's going to be doing yet, but she's going to no, be there. No, no. Um, well, we we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, we can introduce um, the Midlands' best medium to the most haunted castle in the Midlands. Huh. On, on the 14th, Richard, I will be going back to uh, one of your favorite places, and that would be the old maps in Concord. We're doing a ghost hunt down there. Oh, oh, I wish I was there. <laughs> Never mind. One day, I'd love to come back. I did enjoy it. I really did. Fantastic. Well, and, uh, well, uh, okay, now, uh, Heather, you're going you're gonna to be participating in this ghost hunt, right? Yes, I'd love to, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I can't not, because if I walk in the door, that'll be it. It'll, I'll be off. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be thinking all sorts and seeing all sorts anyway. So yeah, yeah. I what I'm going to do is, yeah, what I do, Ron, what I do is I actually do a a special. I do a ghost hunt 
uh, a ghost walk round the castle at 12 o'clock, uh, obviously. And, and, and I would love Heather to accompany me on that walk at 12 uh, and to see basically how much of what I'm saying about the ghost stories, of course, that, that I, because that's all I am, as you probably know that, is a, you know, is a, is a storyteller. Um, I don't have any psychic abilities whatsoever, as you found out already when I was in America. Um, and it'd be very interesting for Heather to either corroborate or say, no, no, that's wrong. That's not this person. It's this. It'd be very interesting mm. to see what she comes up with. So I'm really looking forward. And we're going to film yeah. it as well. So it uh, could be quite something. Well, uh, it's, uh, you'll have to let us know what happened. But you know what's funny is, is Ken... Say, say there's two mediums at a place. Mm-hmm. Will you both pick up on the same spirits, or may you pick up on different spirits? You can pick up on different spirits and same spirits. It depends on, uh, as well, with the residue energy as well, and what's going on recorded time, if you like, and the replays that are going on. But two mediums can be in the same room and pick up on different levels. And again, I'm coming back to vibration and frequency. Right, right. Picking yeah, up on different levels. Within one room, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're working so, together, you can get t- two sets of information for one particular person because you can't get all that information in. There's too much, you know. So, yeah. So, it's in, in other words, in other words, it's like having two radio receivers in the same room. One, Absolutely, you can tune yeah. Them into, tune them into different frequencies so you get different radio stations. Yeah, yeah, you can. Different times. You know, perhaps mm. one person may go back to the Middle Ages and the other person will go back, you know, another thousand years. But you can go all the way back, um, mm. you know, but, um, you know, like I say, it takes time. Yeah. You've <laughs> said something the there. <laughs> yeah, you've said something very interesting there. You just said you can go all the way back. All yeah, the way back to yeah. where? What, what mm, is exactly. all the way back? Well, um, I think, I mean, if somebody wanted me to, I can, when they ask me to do family trees or they ask me to go, you know, what can you tell me about this area? I'll say, well, where do you want me to start? And I can go back to perhaps the Ice Age or I've come forward from there in some scenarios. Yeah. Um, Different places. Hey, this is good. This is good. (laughs) I need to know more. I need to know more. This is great. Mm. I think we're going to have some fun. I really do. Now, what now, do you think, Ron? Uh, you know, uh, uh, how do you control a crowd like that? I mean, is it difficult? I mean, uh, no, to... no, it's no? not. It's not. We we have uh, usually we have an average of about three hundred people that turn up uh, to these events that we do. Uh, we have a very good team. Um, the whole thing is organised again by uh, eldest son Edward. Um, he organises the damn thing. We have you know people book on. The 20 past 7 walk, the quarter to 8 walk, the 9 o'clock walk, the hops 10 walk, and so on and so on. Uh, we have them all in the right place at the right time. And it flows, I'll be honest with you, it flows like clockwork. Uh, we do it in various places around the country. And we're working, our, obviously we've got a, a even bigger calendar for next year where we're working on something like, I think we're going to do at least one a month um, in different haunted locations around the United Kingdom, um, and it, it's an extremely successful uh, event. People love it, they enjoy it, and it's, it's ever so cheap, because it's, it's £15 a ticket, and they can spend from 7 o'clock till, till sort of 1 o'clock in, in this haunted castle. 
Um, it's a really good, really good event. And if anybody wants more information, they can go on to www.darbyjail.com. That's G-A-O-L. G-A-O-L. The original spelling of jail. Oh, yeah, you guys still can't spell much better. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you, you messed it up and called it a J-A-I-L, didn't you? Yeah, well, we know how to yeah, spell well. what, what we say. <laughs> it's a bit like Derby and Derby, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I also have to ask um, uh, Heather as well. I, do you consider yourself Wiccan or a witch at all? No, I, I consider myself myself. That's a good answer. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not. Um, I'm not in any particular circle or in groups or cliques or anything like that. I just am who I am, and um, you know, I do know something about my past lives, and perhaps yes, I've done a bit of this and a bit of that, and been a witch here and whatever there. But um, I'm all of me, so I've got every facet of that nature in past lives and in spirit lives, um, all within me. And I can be whatever I want when I want. So there you go. <laughs> What's that done for you? Now, now, Heather, have you worked, ever worked with the police in any, any cases uh, with them? I haven't worked directly with the police. It's something I'd love to do because I love investigative work. I love to get to the root of things. Um, but having said that, I have tested myself and taped an answer of, or a whereabouts of a body or something that's happened to something that's come on the news and I've taped something and I've hid the tape and I've kept it to myself just to see if I'm right or to see if I'm wrong. Um, you know, so I do test myself, but I'm, you know, I'd love to do that kind of work, yeah. You know, Let me see what we can find out for you then. Yeah, you know, you know right, I've got one or two things in the pipe. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> You know, we just learned something that uh, in the uh, Connecticut uh, State Police uh, course, they teach dowsing for cadavers. They, they oh, teach really? dowsing for who? For bodies. Oh, yeah. That's actually yeah. taught. It's I mean, actually taught I mean, in the police force. Yes. That's yeah, amazing. I can it. We actually have a question for Heather from uh, Iona in the chat room. Uh, mm -hmm. She asked uh, how she raises her vibrational energy to tune in. Does it use? Does she use medit meditation, curios, or what? Um, um, a lot of people say, you know, how do I raise my frequency or vibration? I think it is within you. I mean, if you're a kind, compassionate, you want to do right by people, that's already raising your vibration. If you're a loving person, that's the highest vibration that you can give out. So you will naturally attract that vibration to you. Um, tools of the trade, like um, like you were saying, like dowsing, crystal balls, tarot, whatever. And meditation is a tool of the trade, learning to focus, learning to listen, learning to sit still, and all the rest of it. That's, that, that's something that you can work on. But raising a vibration comes with time, I think. It comes with understanding and empathy towards humanity. And once that's come, you know that you're working in the right direction with love. And that's the highest vibration you can get. Okay, we have to wrap it up now. So, Heather, we want to thank you so much. And congratulations for uh, winning the uh, best psychic of Midland County, whatever it is. 
Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Heather. Bye. Bye-bye. I'll be in touch. Good Lord.